0: A few weeks ago, I was at camp, and we the, the topic of science to me was um, being a disciple. So I taught fourth through sixth graders what it means to be a disciple um, and, and all the different things. And, and one of our stories is actually from, the, from this week's reading. So we're going to kind of rehash a, a little bit of, of, our, of my children's class. We'll, we'll kind of make it a, a little bit higher plane. But one of the questions I asked them um, well, I said, well, who can be a disciple? Well, of course, the answer is obvious, right? Even a fourth grader can respond to that question in a lineup. And he said, uh, everybody can be a, a disciple. And so, so that was pretty obvious. But I changed the question just a little bit. And then the answer got a little bit different, right? So, so I said, well, what do you think is, is the type of person that, that makes a good disciple? And so we kind of did a character map for a, a good disciple. And, uh, and we found that, that God wants a patient person, for example. That would make a good disciple. Uh, we found that uh, God would like a kind person. That would make a good disciple, and a caring person, and, and compassionate. And we, we did all these things. And we, we started to realize that, that maybe not everyone actually makes a good disciple, right? That was kind of it was, the first answer, was, was not necessarily the last answer. Uh, I want to talk about being a disciple. Now, this, I said, uh, I asked them, what word sounds like disciple? The uh, first word that was found out was, well, discipline kind of sounds like disciple. We don't like that word, right? Disciple, that's an okay word. But discipline, that's, that's a little bit different. That sounds like I got in trouble. And we need to, as I pointed out, fourth grade, they, they could handle this concept. And they spotted this one, too. They spotted it right away. I said, well, well here's the, the Greek word for disciple. I said, it's I said, what do you think that means? And they figured that out. Even on summer vacation, they could, they could spot school a mile away, right? So I said, well, that sounds like math. And this is summer vacation. We don't want any part of that. Um, so I said, well, yeah, it means to learn. And said, the word discipline and the word disciple just means to learn. It just has to do with developing. Uh, and, of course, one of the other de- definitions we talk about when we talk about being a disciple is what, what does it mean to be a disciple? Follow. Follow. I heard a story about a, a, a guy. I don't know if it's true or not. But I, I, I didn't tell a lot of stories I hear, it and I, so I have to preface someone. I'm not sure if this is actual, but uh, someone was applying. He was either to a, some some type of a, a private school or a college uh, on behalf of his daughter. And uh, and they, they you know they would say, he, they responded to it and he said well why would your daughter make a good student at, at, at this school and he said well well she is a very good follower of, of the rest. He's like, well, so she responded to him. He's like, well, it is going to be good to have a follower because we have like 800 natural born leaders who will be attending next year, you know. But everyone wants to emphasize how good of a leader they are, you know, when we're applying to something. But, but following, that's, that's not really so great. You know, who wants to be a Oh, you're just a follower, right? Well, being a disciple has to do with following. And, and what a disciple was back then. Um, when you went to school, you didn't just go to school down the street and come back. They would send you to a school and you at least they, um, they sent you to, boys to off to school. And you would be gone, right? At 12, 13 years old and you would study under somebody. Uh, probably the, the three most famous people that we, we associate in a, uh, uh, an order would be, um, and I've got to read them to get them in the right yeah. order, uh, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. He's heard of these guys. And, and Socrates was a philosopher and so, Plato was sent to study under Socrates. And he spent his life for this young portion of his life underneath him learning. And then, and then he, came, and, and he became a philosopher and, 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 and he taught. And so Aristotle spent and studied. I and mean, that's, that's what it meant. You were a disciple. You went and you learned and you copied what they did. You, you imitated what they did. And that was, that was learning. That was what it meant to be a disciple. It wasn't let's go for a couple hours a day and come home with some homework. You were with them. That's what it meant to be a disciple. I want to turn to a story that's going to surprise us a little bit. From the reading of Luke uh, chapter 19. I want to talk about being a disciple. And we learn some very interesting things about who can be a disciple. Sometimes we read the scriptures and it just challenges us a little bit, if you're willing to, to open your eyes to things that are a little bit different. God, God always challenges us. He always changes our, our, our expectations a little bit. He doesn't, he doesn't fit into the things that I always preconceive. Luke chapter 19, we're just going to read the first uh, ten verses. Sorry story you all know well. Uh, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector. And he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd. And he was short, stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. Because he was going to go by that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, when you read this verse, you kind of want to sing it, right? You ever, you ever notice you want to kind of sing these words a little bit? Uh, Zacchaeus, come down. Go to your house today. <laughs> so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw him, they all complained and said, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. So Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Lord, look, if I have taken anything from anyone, by false accusation, I have a store for Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because he is also a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. We're going to talk about this story. I want you to know that, as far as I can research, not absolutely positive, this is the only time Jesus extended a personal one-on-one dinner with anyone. We, we see him in the house of Mary and Martha, and there was a the crowd. We see him in the house of Matthew, the, 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 the Pharisee, or, uh, excuse me, Simon, Simon the Pharisee. And, and there was always a group around. There's always a group around. This is the one time that I can read. I might not be the only time in Jesus Christ, but it's the only recorded time that I can find it. Deliberate. I am going to your house today, you and me are going to have a one-on-one conversation. And so it is going to be instructional who Jesus selects to be the only person to get this distinction that we know of. I want to look at some things that, that Zacchaeus represents in terms of who can be a disciple. First of all, he was a little bit different. Now, when I say different, I'm Jewish by birth. We are not known for being tall. You'll notice that. So, we are known for having other visible things that are large, but height is not one of them. Right? Height, among Jews, is not a notable characteristic. So when this says that Zacchaeus, a Jew, was short, these are Jewish people pointing out that Zacchaeus was short that means he was really really short I'm going to submit to you guys this is an opinion this is not a statement of fact I do not believe he you, was just a kind of short guy I think mean, this is a form of I think mean, he might have had some sort of dwarfism when you, when you go man that's that short and you're short there's, there's something there I will point out later why I think this other than just the mention of his shortness, I think it goes into his character of who he is and, and, and even his career selection. But he is short. He's odd. When I was uh I'm short when I was in school, I was in, in seventh and eighth grade, I was about four foot six. Right. Okay. Um, I've uh, been knocked down in high school two times. Once I ventured into the middle of the corridor. I accidentally knocked a girl's book out of her out of her hand, and she laid me out. I was a freshman in high school. She <laughs> laid me. She was a senior. Uh, I was out. Before there was a the time to yell fight fight. I mean, it was it was over before it began. The other time I got knocked out, or pretty close to knocked out, I saw stars. I know that. Uh, I got knocked out by a fire extinguisher. Uh, <laughs> true story. True story. I was in Texas. They didn't have the mounted into the wall by our is, Yes, yet, that's 1986, they had them mounted on the wall in a nice white metal box. They were mounted about four foot off the ground. I walked back, and because I'm small, small people get pushed to the edge, right? Now, this is great. it didn't turn out good for me to get pushed to the middle, right? It, didn't, it doesn't pay to go in the middle when you're short. Uh, and so I walk I walk fast that's the other thing I walk fast and I walk with my head down which is not a good combination when you're 4 foot 6 and things are mounted on the wall about 4 foot high and I was trucking down the edge of the corridor right here and bam that thing hit me in the forehead and knocked me out Um, I can still feel it if I think about it (laughs) when you're short you get pushed to the edge and we seem to actually get pushed around You don't belong here. Get to the back. You are not important. You don't deserve to see Jesus. And and you can imagine this this short guy, this really short guy who wants to see what everybody wants to see. And can't get through. And so he said, you're not going to push me around. I'm going to see what I want to see. And he finds a sycamore tree. (laughs) Now, it's interesting, there's a lot of breeds of sycamore trees. I was looking at sycamore trees. I'm like, how does a, a short guy climb a sycamore tree? Because they're really tall, and, and the ones that we have around here, the, the branches, uh, at least the pictures I could see, are really high off the ground before you get anywhere. I'm like, how did, I couldn't climb that thing. But sycamore trees, and actually there's a, a sycamore tree in, in Jericho still, uh, some people claim that it's the original one, but of course you know that's tradition. But but the sycamore trees over there are different trees. They branch out like straight out of the ground. In fact, the one that's pictured, you you don't have to climb, you can walk up it. Because the branches come out, they're really knotted and they kind of come out like this. And they're huge, but they start. And so he just climbed up the sycamore. Just walked up. He wasn't going to be pushed around. He was a little tenacious. You can kind of get that from his, his, um, his, his job. But this was not the only time he'd been pushed around. You just kind of get that idea. Height is important to people. I saw a statistic where, where you can break down people's salaries on average by height. And at the national average, you can by inch predict what a person will make. It, so it varies about $789 in their annual salary per inch. It's <laughs> People get paid by their height. People, people are valued for height. And when you're, when you're short, you can just imagine what this guy was thought of. He's nobody. And so... The first thing Zacchaeus to represents to us is the insignificant, the overlooked, the unvalued. And those people can be disciples. But he represented much more than that. He was an oppressor, he represented oppression of the Roman government. The Roman Empire had swallowed all these, they just went around and swallowed up this empire. This this nation. They just swallowed everybody up and they said, okay, you belong to us now. Now what they did to maintain this control is to tax everybody. You gotta collect taxes to support stuff, right? Build new roads and do all the things that they did. Well you gotta have taxes. Well, you got a bunch of different nations. They don't belong to this. They don't gotta collect taxes. And so how do they collect taxes? Well they don't wanna do it themselves. First of all, there's not enough Roman people really to do that for a huge empire. That became a problem. So that what they would do is they would use local people to work as tax collectors. Now, there's a problem with that. It's that a lot of people resented Rome. Yeah, they didn't want to be forced to be a part of this thing. And so they resented it. So, so, you know, it's kind of hard to find people who work in this job. So they kind of had to come up with a way to in, incentivize working as tax collectors. So the first thing that they would do is say, listen. What you get to do is you get to skim. Now, not really to skim of what Rome is going to get, but you get to get to add your own um commission. Then you get to determine what it is. Right, so, so if Rome wants ten percent, you get to collect twenty percent and take your ten percent. That's a money incentive to work for that. But still there were a lot of people that considered this traitorous because they Obviously, you read the Gospels, you can see what people thought of tax companies. So what kind of people are you going to look at and look for? You're going to look for people who don't want to be considered traitors. They're going to be the people that, that have been ostracized by their own countrymen because now guess what I'm going to get. considered him insignificant because it's like remember that time Jesus goes Jesus when you called the a how do you how do you look at that now? Right? and that that's the, the character of the people that Rome was looking for and you can see why they were despised Jesus goes in eats with those tasks like. the worst of the worst traitors the oppressors that's what he represented so oppressive vengeful people to could be disciples it's
1: challenging but it may I think a little
0: bit how can that be oh but he was not just an oppressor he was ambitious he was very ambitious Zacchaeus shows the character of an extremely ambitious person no, he's not going to let people push him around. I'm a short guy. Got a little bit of a polling complex. You're going to stand in front of me? I'll climb the tree. I'm going to get what I want. And whatever I value, whatever I see as important, nothing is going to stand between me and that. I want you to notice he was not a tax collector. He was a chief tax collector. Of all the tax collectors, the guy who made it was Zacchaeus. Lots of tax collectors. Matthew was a tax collector. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. He was over tax collectors. He was rising up in the pyramid He made it. He's ambitious. He was good at what he did. No no, maybe he charged him more percent. Rome, Rome said this guy got it. This guy collects taxes. Whatever it was about Zacchaeus, he made it. And he was rich. He was rich. We are we, we find it acceptable to look at the scriptures where where Jesus um, is a friend of poor people. That fits within because because I'm compassionate. Right? And, and I, I know there's supposed to be charity and, and all these things and I, I see that in Jesus' character and, and I, I like that about just, just that is not inaccurate. Uh, Jesus talks about when he's done you know, when you can to believe to these be my brethren. I was without clothes, and I was without food, and I was without all these things, and, and you helped me in my need. That's what we're in. That fits in our character map. Jesus compassion, compassionate, Jesus kind, Jesus this, 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 this. Right? And, and that fits in the character map of what a disciple should be. But when I tell you that Jesus' only exclusive dinner was with a rich guy, that challenges my thinking. Rich guys tend to like the perks of being rich. When I tell you that Jesus sat down for an exclusive dinner with a rich guy, he was munching on brie and pork. He was eat eating crackers. And what? He was having a very nice, rich meal. That challenges your idea of Jesus. How is Jesus? Jesus, the friend of the poor, Jesus, the friend of the rich. Because anybody can be a disciple. What about that stuff above? Being impossible for a rich man to enter the kingdom. Almost impossible. And Jesus does miracles. And Jesus takes rich people and turns them into disciples. That's the miracle worker. See, all this came about because Zacchaeus was an ambitious person. And it is Zacchaeus' ambition that face him. The same ambition that compels him to overcome his height in his career. The same ambition that uh, wouldn't let a crowd get in his way. That is the ambition that compels him to part with what had been important in order to become a disciple. All those extra things, the money, the power, the recognition, whatever it was, the revenge. All of those things he had to give up to be a disciple. He had been a vengeful person. He gave it up and became a repentant person. He had been a wealthy person. He was willing to give up the wealth at a 400% rate. To get the In order to be a disciple, it is Zacchaeus' character that made him a disciple. All the things that could have been negative were positive for Zacchaeus. Do you really think God can use anybody? God used a rich traitor. Jesus Spent time with an oppressive, midget, vengeful, hateful, and said, "You can be my disciple." I walk down the street, and it's easy for me to go, "Disciple, not a disciple." Candidate, not a candidate. It's easy for me to do that. It doesn't make a difference what a person looks like, what you think they act like, or what they you think they think. Anybody can be a disciple. That's when I look at other people. But when I look at myself, I understand. What has been important to me? What is really important to me? What things and structures and, and, and mentalities and philosophies in my life, what have, they, what have I prioritized? What is the most important to me? Am I a disciple? Anybody can be a disciple. But it requires that other character of Zacchaeus. It requires that ability to look at those things and realize this is more important. This is more important. Those things that, that I have valued that I place all my emphasis on. They can be good things, they might be bad things, whatever they are. They are not worth this. And when Zacchaeus saw something that was valuable, he was willing to give up the things that had been important. I see that's the only requirement to be a disciple. You don't have to start out as a caring person, a patient person, a compassionate person. All those things, those are later. The only prerequisite, the only qualification that is necessary is that I give up me to be with Jesus.